The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning. I'm here, Pastor Blihan Jr and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We would like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable, channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3 and Comcast, channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. A landmark in Kali for 99 years, and our prayer tall, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late Chief Pastor William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer, or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir, under the direction of Assistant Choir Director Rose Parker Carter, will start off today's telecast with the song, I'm in His Care. Whether it's problems or praises, tests and trials or victories, Jesus will always make a way of escape 
where there seems to be none. We just need to call upon His name and He'll be there because we are in His care. The church band of the direction of yours truly will play the song titled, How Can I Be Lonely? 
As we continue to put our trust and faith in Jesus and keep him in our hearts, he will never leave us nor forsake us. Yes, saints and friends, how can we be lonely when we have Jesus only in our lives? Let the love of the Lord fill the empty void in your hearts and sow with peace, joy, and happiness. Will you be ready to viewers when Jesus returns in clouds of glory to rapture his people home? Our solo this morning, trusty associate pastor Evans Broad Sr., is awaiting that glorious day when Jesus says, come up hither. He will sing the awe-inspiring song entitled, I Believe. flower grows I believe that somewhere in the darkest night a candle glows I believe for everyone who goes astray 
Someone will come to show the The church choir will now perform their final number for today entitled, Surely You've Cared for Me. The Lord cares for each and every one of us. It is reassuring to know He will always provide for our every cares, needs, and wants when we continue to walk and talk with Him in our daily lives. Our Lord is only a prayer away. Please join in singing as the words appear on your screen.
a blessed to have the trumpet section of the band under the direction of Christy Hahn play the upbeat and toe-tapping song titled The Royal Telephone. When you are up or when you are down, give our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ a call on the Royal Telephone. He is prayerfully waiting for your call. For prayer is the strength of the gospel. It is prayer that moves the mighty hand of God that moves the whole world.
Associate Pastor Marvin and Sherlyn Abing will sing the Spirit-inspiring song titled, Rock of Ages. O Lord and Savior is our rock of ages and mighty fortress. When all the storms of life are raging, we must hold on to the rock and stand strong on his sure foundation. He is our shield that surrounds and protects us from evil, harm, and danger. All praises and glory go to the Lord for his great goodness and loving kindness. At this time, it is with great pleasure to dedicate this beautiful song to a true gem in the Lord's work. There is none other than Mrs. Mildred Gibson. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? The Lord is smiling down on you today for your labor of love in the gospel work. May Jesus continue to bless, strengthen, and preserve you in this life as well as that to come. Have a wonderful Sunday. i 
set me high, myself Greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time station and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTV, TATV, channel 15.3, and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning a schedule of gospel services here in the home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kaimiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, Gospel services are held on Wednesday evenings only at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakai Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Esparra in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Esparra in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mininao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. These weekly telecasts are especially significant to us because they allow us the opportunity to come into your homes and share the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God with you at the push, pull, or turn of a button and in the comfort of your surroundings. 
May the Lord bless you for taking this time to draw closer to Him by reading the Word of God with me and receiving today's sermon entitled, The Intestinal Fortitude to Say No. Many of the troubles and sorrows found in the world today are due to this word, no. Today, we are living in a permissive society during a time when much that is evil goes unchallenged. It is not easy to go against that, which is going on today, nor to stand up and say no when one is convinced it is contrary to the known will of God. But it's necessary. We have to stand up for truth and righteousness. In this age of permissiveness, everything is allowed. Nothing is sacred anymore. According to the Word of God, this generation is moving headlong into destruction. The Bible offers many examples of men who had the grace to say no. At the most critical times in their lives, Abraham said no to remain in the comfort of his home and with his own people when God called him to go out. Let us read in Genesis 12, 1-3. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy great name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Abraham was 75 years old when he journeyed forth, not knowing where he was going, as we read in Hebrews 11, 8 and 10. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place, which he should, after receive for inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And that foundation is Jesus Christ. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 3.11, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. All of the foundations of the earth are out of course and built upon sinking sand. Abraham also said no to sparing his son Isaac, as you read in Hebrews 11.17-19. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounts that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead. From whence also he received him in a figure. Moses said no to remaining in the affluence and security of Pharaoh's household, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the children of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a moment. Let us read Hebrews 11, 24, 26. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. The pleasures of the world are the pleasures of sin. Moses stood for truth and righteousness, and a respect for the reward that was not yet come. Joseph said, No, when tempted by beautiful women who offered herself and her companionship to him, could you say no to a temptress as Joseph did? His response to his master's wife is found in Genesis 39.9. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? The sin of adultery and fornication is wicked in the sight of God. Daniel's three companions said no to the temptation to save their lives by bowing before the image. Nebuchadnezzar had set up. We read in Daniel 3, 16 to 18, 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Yes, there is only one God, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Jesus tells us in Matthew 16, 24-25, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? We all have a cross to bear, and in these days of permissive living, we must deny ourselves and say no when temptations come. Many today find it easier to compromise a little, to avoid criticism, but this is not God's way. What's the sense of gaining the material things of the world and losing one's own soul? What's the sense of yielding to the wiles of the devil and losing thine own soul? The fashions of this world will pass away and melt in fervent heat. But he that doeth the will of God will endure forever. It is better to enter into life maimed and with one eye than doing, doing God's will, than having two hands, two feet, two eyes, only to be cast into the lake of fire, where the worm dieth not, nor the fire quench. Hell is a place everybody talks about, but where nobody wants to go. There is a heaven and there is a hell. Heaven is for the saved and hell is reserved for the devil and his angels. I'd rather be poor and dwelling in heaven than be rich and abiding in hell. Paul tells us in Romans 12 too, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that he may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The pressures of this world are so great and persistent that Paul warns us about being molded into the world. The soul that falls to the pressures of the world, the flesh and the devil, ends up in a desperate state. The biggest problem today is that many parents have failed to say no to their children. The parents were unprepared to exercise a firm attitude when it came to disciplining their children in moral and spiritual matters. In this age of permissiveness, anything goes. It is the duty of born-again believers to say no to evil and yes to what is good. The Word of God tells us to abstain from all appearance of evil. Parents must say no to their children, as you read in Proverbs 22:15. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Young people must learn the meaning found in Proverbs 1:10 and 15-16. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. My son, walk not that in the way of with them. Refrain thy foot from their path, for their feet run to evil, and make haste to shed blood. In this day and age of mobs, riots, sit-ins, and demonstrations, we should heed the warning as found in Exodus 23:2. Thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil, neither shalt thou speak a cause to decline after many to rest judgment. In 2 Corinthians 6:17, we read, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. The implication is that in an immoral universe, 
It is impossible for God to fully bless and use his children who are in compromise or complicity with evil. We must learn not to compromise and always remember that the blessing that comes from saying no to temptation. The Lord does not call born-again believers to live by themselves in a sin-cursed world, but they can act as salt in a sin-filled society and as shining lights in the midst of spiritual darkness. Fearfully and trembling, we need to work out our salvation. Why? Comes the question, let's read Philippians 2, 15, that it may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. And Jesus tells us in Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glory your Father, which is in heaven. Nicodemus, in his conversation with Jesus, did not say no when told he had to be born again. Even though this Pharisee who had adhered to the law of Moses was a religious man, paid his tithes, prayed always, it was still necessary for him to be born again into God's family. No man can save his soul, nor can anyone redeem his brother, nor give a ransom, a gift to God a ransom for him. But God cannot bring about this new birth by his own efforts any more than a baby can cause his own physical conception and birth. Rebirth is something that only God can initiate and complete. Without the spiritual birth, man remains outside of God's family. Jesus told Nicodemus as found in John 3, 3 to 4, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time to his mother's womb and be born? In John 3, 5, it reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in the seventh verse, it reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. It is impossible for the natural man to see or enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of water is to be baptized in water by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. To be born of the Spirit is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the only Bible evidence cited in the Bible which verifies one has received the Spirit is his speaking in the unknown tongue. The 3,000 souls did not say no to Peter when they asked this question, What shall we do? Peter said unto them as found in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And in the 39th verse, it reads, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The 3,000 received Peter's words with gladness and were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, fulfilling the words of the resurrected Lord in Luke 24, 47, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Acts 4, 12 tells us, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Why is the name of Jesus so important? Because outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. There is no name in this world that is comparable to the name Jesus, as you read in Philippians 2, 9-11. Wherefore God has also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. There is a day coming when every knee shall bow. It will happen when Jesus comes again to rule and reign on this earth. Today, there is an alarming increase in drug, alcohol, and marijuana abuse by young people all over the world. Drug abuse is frightening, especially when it involves teenagers. However, 
The phrase, just say no to drugs and alcohol, seems to be catching on among young people in the state of Hawaii as well as the rest of the world. It is the parents who really lack knowledge about dangerous drugs, narcotics, volatile chemicals which are being used. We as parents have long told our children, say no to drugs, and yet we are unable to give them the answers to their questions about such things. This terrible situation of drug abuse is sapping the vital strength of thousands of young people throughout the world. Someone said we are missing the boat in regard to one thing. It is that we who are in authority find ourselves quite ignorant about the drug problems surrounding us. Cocaine, marijuana, so many other drugs are easier for teenagers to obtain than most young people realize. This has been proven in the media by undercover agents infiltrating the schools and posing as students to find out who sells and where it is coming from. The school teacher, the parent, the school administrator, the clergyman, the businessman, the housewife are all ignorant about the problems. Thus, when a young person starts talking about drugs, neither his parent nor his teachers are really able to keep up with him. How do young people come by these dangerous drugs? How are they available generally? Are they very expensive? This beast in human form is known as a pusher. He waits around youth-oriented centers like the video and fun centers or anywhere else he can find a market to sell drugs to young people. His only sales drive is hard cash. Get rich quick no matter what the cost. He is lazy and of a sick mind. He seeks to feed on the gullibility and weaknesses of young people and provides them with their means, which will eventually destroy their bodies. He has no conscience, no morals, no pity, no love, and a lazy outlook on work. Now the merchandise which he sells can range from soft drugs to hard drugs. A friend may open the door to disaster when he shows a young person how to smoke, other things, praise the Lord, take pills. It may seem like harmless fun, but it isn't. Young people, you must be firm and just say no. For many teenagers, the use of these may open the door to the entire world of drugs, and their continued use can lead to severe emotional, if not mental, problems. It has been proven time and time again that drug dependence destroys basic values, the incentive to study and work, and ability to make important decisions. Jesus is our example. He did not take any form of drugs, although it was offered to him when he was hanging on the cross. Reading Matthew 27, 34, they gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gall, and when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. Now, vinegar mixed with gall was a very bitter ingredient. Its aim was to stupefy the victim and so lessen the suffering. But our Lord Jesus preferred to retain full consciousness as he suffered for us on the cross of Calvary. Young people who engage in substance abuse lose interest in everything else. They usually fail in school and are moody. They drop out of sports and other activities. And it's unfortunately that some of our superstars in all sports do the drug scene. After all, many of our youngsters look upon them as heroes and examples. Children too become so dependent on drugs that their habits link many of them with crime. For instance, it has been reported that a 14-year-old with a drug habit attacked a woman. A teenager stood on the railroad tracks ready to fight the oncoming train but lost his life instead. A 12-year-old robbed a florist shop. Another thought he was an eagle and jumped off a building, convinced he could fly. Substance abuse is spreading rapidly across the country. Often the drug abuser or user has a complete amnesia or loss of memory. After committing a crime, the user may ask innocently, what have I done or why am I in trouble? Those who use drugs are a community problem. They spread the habit by encouraging others to participate. What organs other than the brain are affected by drugs? A user may develop liver damage which causes death. He may develop blood in his urine, indicating trouble with kidneys. He may develop plastic amnesia, which is damage to the bone marrow so that it does not manufacture blood cells any longer. The result or wages of taking uh, drugs as death, as you read in Romans 6.23, 
For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. What should parents, clergymen, or teachers do when they find children who are taking drugs? They should refer them to the parents who should refer them to a physician who will handle the case. They should not be treated as criminals, but as individuals who need help with emotional problems. Another damaging merchandise is marijuana. Its use among college and high school students has increased. Why would anyone use marijuana? It is a mild psychedelic drug or hallucinogen. It causes a person to hallucinate or imagine that he feels or sees certain things. Thus, it has become a favorite of those individuals who want to escape reality and live in a world of make-believe. It is also one of the favorite means used by youth to demonstrate their rebellion and emancipation. It is also used as a sex stimulant. Many users try a drug out of curiosity. They may be youthful, thrill seekers with a desire to be in and wish to separate themselves from an older generation whose choice of drugs is alcohol. Today, marijuana is one of the most widely used drugs. Significant to us, however, is the fact that its use is growing rapidly in this country and particularly among young people. What are the effects of marijuana on the body and mind? It causes an exaggerated, carefree sense of well-being. It heightens emotions at first. Sometimes the effects can progress quickly into some form of irritability, excitability, and even violence. It impairs judgment, causes a person to become combatant aggressive or irrational, so that they become homicidal or suicidal. Do I mean then that marijuana will cause everyone to become homicidal or suicidal? No, by all means. What I am saying is that individual response or reaction to the drug is unpredictable. Does the use of marijuana lead to the use of other stronger drugs such as heroin, cocaine, or opium? There is no evidence that the use of marijuana will lead to the need for the heavier narcotics. But repeated studies have shown that many heroin addicts began their drug careers by smoking marijuana. Usually, the marijuana user is exposed to other drugs because he's come in contact with the peddlers of other legal drugs, such as methamphetamines, more commonly called speed, meth, chalk, ice, crystal, glass, tina, jib, and crank which causes increased heart rate, blood pressure, and can cause damage to blood vessels in the brain and convulsions. There are also opioids, prescription pain relievers, heroin, and synthetic opioids such as fentanyl is a national crisis. The epidemic's impact has been vast, disproportionately affecting military, personnel, and veterans. And estimates put the annual U.S. economic burden for prescription opioid misuse alone at more than 500 billion. We now know that misuse of substances disrupts brain circuits related to pleasure and reward, and that chronic substance use actually alters brain structures. These changes can persist long after a person stops using this substance, increasing risk for relapse. Praise the Lord, Jesus did not need any painkiller or drugs to get turned on. If you want to get turned on, young people, just say no to drugs and get turned on with Jesus. Drug addiction is the work of the devil, pure and simple. Many are open for the onslaughts of Satan. Why? It is because they are fostered in open rejection and denial of the one true God. The question, can anyone help an abuser kick or overcome his terrible habit? Yes, 
Jesus Christ can deliver the abuser because only God's power can fight the power of Satan. Let's consider the word escape. It is a word that is always associated with the drug addict. However, the question is escape where or into what? The only escape is in Christ Jesus, as you read in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There are no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that they are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that it may be able to bear it. Being a drug addict is like being walking among the walking dead. The needle or pill cannot soothe the user. Each will eventually kill him. You read in here of testimonies by people who have worked with drug addicts who were incurable. However, many of these so-called incurables will tell you that only the power of Jesus Christ delivered them from the drug addictions and that power emerges from praying and fasting for these poor souls. We should all be concerned for the victory over drugs. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Belian Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come to your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of His hands. The church band will close today's telecast with the song, Tell It to Jesus.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.